Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues here on American Family Radio, and we thank you for listening to AFR. I'm Tim with Ed. You don't really care what our last names are. <laughs> so Steve's over there. Yes. Hi, Steve. Hey, Tim. Steve, Ed, and Tim here, ladies and gentlemen. We thank you for listening. Should you want to send us an email, uh, the address is comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Net. Ed, uh, people want to listen to American Family Radio, but they don't have. Uh, maybe they, they don't. They're going to run out of signal, right? Yeah. Uh, so they they want. How can they? Because we, we do have uh, what 181 stations through. I thought it was 183. Okay, it it, it, it maybe 181 the, in the 180s in like 36 yes. states, but. If you are going to be traveling somewhere, and this is the season where a lot of people travel, and you want to still listen to the AFR, and you're going to run out of signal, kind of like running out of runway, right? you can still listen. All you have to do is download the AFR app on your smart device, and anywhere you have a good signal, you can listen to American Family Radio. And by the way, uh, you may not be traveling. You may still want to get the AFR app, but let your friends Co-workers, family members know about American Family Radio. They may live all over the right. country where there is no radio station. Right. Let them know about the AFR app and uh, get them listening to American Family Radio as well. Steve Jordahl uh, joins us uh, this morning. Uh, Steve, how you doing, brother? I'm well. It's a good day today. What's on? The, what's leading the news for you this morning here? I just want to give an update. I've been listening in on the arguments for this uh, uh, Mississippi law that's in front of the Supreme Court on abortion. And uh, the questions are breaking the way you would think. Uh, the conservative justices kind of asking tough questions of the state and the uh, liberal justices uh, asking tough questions of the uh, defense. Um, so uh, I did I did an example. Um, Brett Kavanaugh had, uh, was asking Elizabeth Preloger, Preloger, she's the Solicitor General of the United States, says uh, his question to her, because they were talking about stare decisis. Do you remember that term from uh, a couple issues back? It's settled law, therefore you can't change it. It's It's Latin. It's Latin for don't change the law. (laughs) I don't know what it's (laughs) Latin for exactly, but stare decisis means you've set up a precedent that you've built a whole foundation of other decisions and laws upon. Well, Kavanaugh asked the Solicitor General, well, supposing we use stare decisis in um, Percy, uh, uh, Plessy versus Ferguson, which uh, legalized slavery in this country, why, is, why, did, why could we use, uh, abandon stare decisis in that case? And she had an answer that it was egregious at the time it was uh, written. It was so wrong at the time that they had to fix it. And, and so he, Kavanaugh was asking, can you overturn this law if we decide it was egregiously decided in the first place? Because there's a lot of people that say that Roe v. Wade has no basis in law. And in is, constitutional In the law. constitutional yeah. law. And, is, and it was egregiously decided 
uh, the penumbra, <laughs> the shadows of the of the law emanations and yeah. So, what would she say? Uh, she said that this uh, that she wouldn't answer the question directly, yes or no. He asked her for a yes or no answer, but she said that the law is uh, has been used as a protection for women in their ability to control their own bodies and their ability to work in the workforce and to uh, bodily autonomy she went back to which she asserts is not egregious at, at the beginning so i'm with i'm with you if it's kidney stone right <laughs> huh what now yeah. well, I, I agree that a woman has to had right to control her own body if it's a kidney oh, it's stone. Oh, a kidney stone. It's right. Not, it's not just her body we're well, talking about. And, and, that, that's and, my point. Yeah. When when that argument is made, yeah. here we go again with the left yeah. on the pro-abortion side. They don't want to talk about the real issue here. They want to say a woman's right to control her own body. Kavanaugh was who, asking about that. Who's against our... that? Nobody's talking about yeah. that. We're talking about a separate human life, whether or not it has a right to live or not. I mean, the same argument was used by... I, I, I don't, and I don't mind going back to this. I talked about this in the previous segment. Uh, the same argument was used by slave owners yes. in defending the Dred Scott decision. Right. They said, we have a right to do with our property right. whatever we want. Right. And it's the same kind of argument. And, uh, and it, it, to me, the Roe versus Wade and the other decisions around it, Doe versus Bolton and all, it's the same kinds of egregious decisions as the pro-slavery right. decision right. and Plessy versus Ferguson, which said separate but equal. Yeah. That was settled law that you could have time. separate quote, but equal uh, facilities quote equal, quote, equal <laughs> between whites and blacks. Yeah. And, and so the uh, 1954 decision Brown versus board of education of Topeka, Kansas, that said, no, you yeah. can't have separate, but equal. You've got to be able to, you have everyone's got to have equal school facilities, and by the Sta way, stare decisis is, is Latin, literally stand by things decided. There you go. Uh, thank yeah. you, uh, Oxford Dictionary. But that, that's the weakest argument that the pro uh, choice, pro abortion side has. Let's just stick with it for stick with its sake, right? You know, stick uh, with the decision. Well, they're from, saying there's a lot of uh, decisions and a lot of women have relied on this for now 40 years uh to um so participate yeah. they have no problem overturning yeah. decisions uh, right the, the uh that's what he asked the, the lawrence v texas ruling in 2003 which struck down sodomy laws in this country uh -huh. was just 17 years after bauer v hardwick was decided in this country which upheld sodomy laws they had no problem striking that down well, they would, Even though the, all the sodomy laws, anti-sodomy laws, I'm, I'm sorry for keep, keep repeating that word, uh, you know, were all built upon the Bauer v. Hardware. They ruling. would say, and I, and I don't want to take their position here, but they would say that short amount of time isn't enough time to make it a stare decisis case. Well, I, that's that, I'm sure they would say that. Yeah. But I, my my belief is they have no problem overturning right. Supreme Court rulings yes. with which they disagree, yes. and I can and the reason I can prove that that this is their motivation is because those same same people are talking about packing the Supreme Court right. if they don't get the ruling they like. Right. So they don't really care about law or stare decisis yeah. or any of this kind of stuff. They want their way, 
they want to be able to legally kill babies. The only other thing that was uh, kind of out of the ordinary about this case is Justice Thomas was very active in asking questions. Often he's silent. Often he just sits back and listens to, takes it all in and then goes and deliberates. He's, he's asked several questions um, of both sides. So he's active in this case. This is going to come down to courage yeah. on the part of conservatives. Yep. They have enough conservatives. Yep. Yep. President Trump got three new conservative yep. constitutionalist judges who are all supposedly pro-life right. in their view. This is going to come down to courage because the uproar that will happen on the left, you, you're going to have Hollywood people, media people. That's all they're going to talk about. That is going to be brutal to take. And it's all going to come down to who's got a spine and who doesn't. You can't really d tell uh, what the decision is going to be from the questions that are asked. I mean, it gives you a hint, right. but it, it's it's not good in, in predicting. But all three of those <clears throat> pro-life people seem to be asking hard questions of the uh, pro-abortion people, um, probing that argument why yeah. it, it, it's good. So um, in other news? Uh, we had a terrible shooting uh, yesterday at Oxford High School. It was in Oxford Township in a suburb of Detroit. A young 15-year-old sophomore from that school walked in with a gun that his father had purchased just days before and started shooting. He killed three students. Eight were injured. And uh, do, do, Let me just stop you right there for a second. Do we need to say allegedly here... He's a 15-year-old suspect, right? Yes. He okay. has lawyered up, and he's not talking. So okay. the allegedly shot. Someone shot. <laughs> I know. I, know. I, I, I get it. It's, I get it's, it. It's absurd, but yeah. we probably just do, do need to say that. So. so let me talk about these victims. It's it's good to say their names. It's, uh, their families are just grieving right now. Hannah St. Juliana, she was 14 years old. Madison Baldwin was 17 years old. And they were killed right on the spot. Tate Meyer, 16 years old, he decided he wanted to do something. And so he rushed the uh, shooter in, a, in an attempt to disarm him. I don't know if, how close he got, but he was shot. And he died in the squad car on the way they were going to take right. him to the hospital. So uh, a, they're calling him a, a hero. That's a brave young man right there. Yeah. yeah, They're calling him a hero, and they want to rename their athletic field after him. I guess he played football. Uh, to be the um, Tate they, Meyer. They don't know the uh, what the situation was and they why, still why this uh, student uh, started shooting his he fellow is, students, right? He, from day one, he gave himself up without a fight. He, just come, he laid the gun down when they came and put his hands up and didn't resist at all. Uh, but he invoked his Fifth, his, uh, fifth, fifth Amendment right to not uh, say anything, and he has got a lawyer, and he hasn't yet said anything about why or, or what, anything. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's sad. <clears throat> well, and uh, those kids, none of them will ever be the same. Oh, that no. school won't. That's just, this is tragic all the way yeah, around. Yeah. I remember the Columbine shooting one. The first one, now, I, if you look up school shootings on Twitter, it goes back to the early 1800s. They have examples after example after example. Really? Yeah. I and mean, it's amazing. Um, just do a Twitter search on, uh, I mean, uh, 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 the Google, Google, no, well, uh, do this, the X, the uh, encyclopedia. What's the, well, that may, that, no, well. Wikipedia, do a Wikipedia uh. search on it. It's amazing. But, uh, I, um, 
the Columbine one was the first one. Now, a lot of those kids turned that into positive stuff. They have a group of Columbine survivors that are on call anytime something like this happens to oh, walk okay. them through uh, the, some of these students through what well, they might expect and how to how to navigate. I have not looked at those stories you're talking about in history, but just uh, I'm going to make a general observation here. Uh, guns have been a part of the American way of life since our inception, and it's part of our, it's our constitutional right to uh, to bear arms, to own and bear arms. The Second Amendment, right? Yes. Uh, I just, so, um, Americans have had guns forever. I don't remember talking to my parents or my grandparents who would have been twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties about, uh, people killing students, killing other kids at school. I don't ever remember those stories making headlines because I, I don't think it happened. You know, I was with, I'm the same age roughly as you. And what was the scourge at our school was drugs. There's overdoses. And, and, that, and that, you know what? And they had, they would have been looser with their laws. A lot of kids used to carry guns in the back of their truck. Yeah. Right. On school property. On school property. Nobody thought anything about it. Right. right. I got to so Satan has had a, he has had a, he has torn so, up this country. And I believe uh, there's a new spirit. The age right now, the spirit of the age is one of, uh, complete lawlessness, godlessness, violence, and violence. Uh, it, 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 you kill, well, steal, <laughs> and destroy. Who does yeah. that? Right. Yeah. Just to finish that. So, uh, I don't think. Now you didn't have as many people living in our country in 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 the middle of the 20th century either. You know, you're talking about 330 million people now in the United States compared to probably 150 million in the 1950s. I'm just guessing. But at the same time, but what I'm saying is, I think what's changed is not <clears throat> access to guns; it's morality. Yes. So uh, people didn't, kids didn't take guns to to. Well, we didn't have the kind of violence that we have. Right. Just period in our in our culture and society, right. we just didn't. Uh, and now it's common. We see that. So it's a and it's, it's a, getting worse quickly. A, you look at these smash and grab robberies with fifty or sixty people all ganging up on a target or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just the the, the moral uh, decline. Yeah. The moral decline as it is manifesting itself in ways that are tragic yeah. in our country, and um, and so I, I, you know, we 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 you didn't you didn't have these kinds of shootings at schools uh, on this kind of scale. Uh, prior to probably 1980s, maybe 90s. When was Columbine? 90. 98, maybe? So, yeah, about that. Columbine, so was, 98. They had Kip uh, up in uh, up in Oregon. Kip, uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah. You, anyway, you, it was pretty, and quite frankly, close. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often than it does because, as I said, 330 million people, thousands and thousands of schools, right? Yeah. Throughout the country, yeah. and uh, you're gonna sadly and tragically, when you have the public mixing like that, you're gonna come. You're gonna. You're, you're gonna. You're gonna have people that are deranged, or Tra- that are, you know. And tragically, like suicide, when a student commits suicide, others in the school or around them 
uh, kind of copycat things. They see their lives as tragically uh, in, they can't live it out. They they Listen. copy, but it takes yeah. a special derangement that most people don't have to be able to grab a gun and go into a high school and just start shooting. Kip, Kip Kinkle. I go. wanted to say Kinkle, but I wasn't sure, but. I looked it up. What are you talking about? I don't this know is, what you're talking about. This is the, uh, in 1998, Kip Kinkle was, uh, he was 15 years old. He uh, shot his parents, I think, and then went to his school and shot uh, some students. In 90, was that around that the time was Columbine a, that, that happened? That was in 98. And uh, let me look up Columbine. Uh, in Columbine kind of was the one that sort of. That kicked That out. was 99. Kip Kinkle was actually first. Okay. But no and one there, there were that. occasional shootings before then, but. Columbine really gripped the attention of the country yeah. and sort of then then there were some copycats. Well, and and uh, Columbine was so horrifying because the two students who were involved in that shooting uh were so clinical about it. They wore I think right. long jackets yes, yes, and they yes. wandered the halls. They yes. see the scary images that was Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris. Yeah. Right. And um but uh, anyway, so I, I think I think we're all on the same page here. There is there is increasing evil in our country, and uh, that to me is the difference between 1990s, wish, 2000s, and and when we were growing up. I don't want to get it, make this the rest of our show, but I'm, I just get so tired of the gun control left left uh, wing people. Talking about the same thing every time. About guns being guns. It, it, as if the guns do the do the killing without somebody pulling the trigger. Yeah, like the car in the holiday parade tragedy. Yeah, up in uh, Wisconsin. In Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, we have we have we have uh, reasonable gun laws now. You know the 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 guy there in uh, in Michigan, he wasn't supposed to bring a gun to the school. No, but he did anyway. Yeah. It's uh, because his dad bought a gun legally a day or two or whatever prior to him getting it. That's that's an arg. You're telling me that's an argument for prohibiting guns in Michigan or something? I don't All know. Right. I don't know what the, I don't know what they're. What the laugh? You know what, what the what, difference is? Because, um, I, as I said, and I think Ed's looking at this Wik, uh, Wikipedia. If you look up school shootings, uh, hundreds of them back back to the eighteen ten. More than I thought. And but here's the difference. I I believe back then they considered the the person evil, and it was an evil act, and they punished it, and society condemned it. Now. We talk about well the the kid's upbringing. Maybe you know he had maybe he had social problems, and there's a reason for this. And gun control, and they politicize it all of us right off the bat. They politicize these shootings. You're going to hear it again. You're going to hear it yeah. again. They're going to say now the, the for the next couple of days they're going to focus on this Michigan story, and it's going to be the same thing. Uh, yeah. They're going to say, when are we going to have enough? When are we going to say enough is enough and do away with guns uh, and have kids having access to guns? That's going to be, you know, that's going to be their mantra because it always is. Mm -hmm. And it's it's really a, a false discussion and argument that's not even worth the time of talking about. 
because we have the Second Amendment. We have more guns in this country than we have people. You're not going to get rid of them. And, and we, as I said, we have a constitutional right to keep and bear arms. So why are we even talking about, except that you want to do away with the Second Amendment? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> huh? Other than that, why are we talking about the guns? Because there are already many laws in effect uh, locally, statewide, nationally that, that prohibit uh well, guess what? You're not supposed to kill people either. Right. right. Huh? Yeah. First and foremost, you're not supposed to murder people. Um, so we are, we have many laws in place to prevent uh, and protect life. But when, when someone doesn't care about those laws, there are ways to evade them. Right. There are ways to uh, get around them to accomplish your evil purposes and yeah. that's always the way it's going to be in a in a in a free country uh so yeah. uh I, you know i'm i'm I, I read some british publications and the comments after a story like this will be from, from people who don't live in the u.s will be when those crazy americans learn to get rid of their guns then this will stop happening talking right. about like a shooting in michigan right and it's just uh that's just not true. Uh, they have stabbings all the time yeah, in, right. in Europe. Knife uh, control. Knife control. Yeah. We have people who can get uh, uh, cars and mow down people, mm. like in Wisconsin. Or materials to make bombs. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So if you're going to say, well, Americans have easy access to guns, yeah, they always have and they always will. And that's just. But something's changed. Huh? Something seems to have have changed. Yeah. Although I will say this to Steve's credit, this uh, <clears throat> on uh, well, Wikipedia school shootings, it it's just pages after pages after pages. So yeah. I don't know. Um, but you have to admit there was a moral. Yeah. Uh, there was a, uh, a a morality difference between the twentieth, the middle of the twentieth century and before. Sure. In terms of civil behavior and people's uh, behavior, I tell you another thing. Here is is this um, uh, gangs that are going crazy in these big cities, in particular. You're talking about the smash and grab. Well, that, crime? and uh, I'm reading about these murders in like Chicago and St. Louis and Baltimore. In Baltimore, they're saying this is a like a Immediate crisis that must be dealt with. It. Overwhelmingly gang-related. In New York, Atlanta. It's going on all over the country, especially in these inner... I don't even want to go to a big city anymore. Right. If I go, I want to drive through and get out of there. Yes. Huh? I don't even want to stop at a gas station. And people used to warn about going to Mexico. Uh, you, you, better, right. you better be careful where you go in Mexico because of the gangs. Yeah. Now it's big cities here in America all over. Oh, I'm going to take back my heart from San Francisco. <laughs> you can turn anything into a song. Yes, I can. But it's uh, what's going on in, in, the, in, our, in our larger cities in this country is, is uh, I mean, and it's getting worse. It's getting worse, too. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the crime. Uh, violent crime. All right, Steve, thank you. My pleasure. 
Um, I know many people listening to me right now are thankful they live in smaller communities. Yeah. Huh? I, I wouldn't. I've always told people. I said. God would have to speak to me in three dreams and a vision to move back to Boston. I said that when I first moved down to Mississippi with my lot, wife, who's from uh, here. Yeah. A lot of big cities are nice to visit, but I don't want to live there. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, you have a uh, great day. Thank you for listening to American Family Radio and, and continue to pray about the uh, Supreme Court case we've been discussing. We'll see you tomorrow.